Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Podcast Insider. My name is Todd Cochran. I am back after being out a couple of weeks, but I am my co-host today is Mackenzie Bennett. Mike's out. Mackenzie, how are you? I'm good. I'm getting used to uh, being co-host recently. Yeah, and, and you are roadcasting from home on your computer and everything, so not in the studio. So this is nope. a nice change too, isn't it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I really feel like I'm doing a better job with the mic. Well, that's good. Than I was at the studio <laughs> because you're because you got your desk and everything organized. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's really it's true feeling comfortable, you know, in the studio. You go into it's kind of like okay, well, I got to move the mic here, make sure the input's right. Someone's adjusted it and played with it and. Yeah. You just never know. Here I know everything works and it takes away like that that last bit of stress involved in doing anything recording. So Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, we've got some news. We've got a best practice. We have uh, stuff going on here at Blueberry. And of course, I'm going to give a report on my trip to Riyadh. We've got a Blueberry pro tip from Toby. No interview. And then a question of the week. So there's been a bunch of new stuff come out in the news about spoken word and uh, stuff going on with uh, with Edison. I have not been able to have time to read that report, but I guess it's going up and people are listening at a younger age. Yes, that's essentially what it's saying is that they're definitely seeing a growth among younger audiences. So by that, I assume they mean Gen Z. But it says that overall, 46% of the U.S. population listens to spoken word audio content on a daily basis. And that seems high to me, like in a good way compared to what it has been. And there was actually, I was talking with someone about this yesterday, it appears that we're like equivalent now of, you know, AM radio obviously is demise completely but now podcasting is above what the audience of am radio was not too long ago so which this says it just is increasing across the board specifically there was a 214 percent increase among ages 13 to 24 that's wild it is wild and i you know i don't go looking for content 13 to 24 but I i think it would be a worthy endeavor to see what's out there but if there's 13 to 24 year olds listening to spoken word, then that means there is definitely creators in that age group that's reaching those folks. So I don't know too many. So many creators in that age group. Yeah. And again, I don't know too many 13 year olds creating content, but probably 16 plus. I don't know. Again, I'm just guessing. I, I think it's become this weird thing too, where when you ask a child what they want to be when they grow up and they say a YouTuber or right. a podcaster right. or something like that. Like this is this has become a legitimate sure. thing for them. My son has done YouTube for a while, but he doesn't put stuff out on a regular basis. And mm-hmm. he went to the length of buying him a real expensive DSLR and he was building his portfolio. So he's going to school to be a fireman, but at the same time, he's wanting to do this social thing. So yeah, I fully, I fully get it. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's just a lot of work. I think they all find that out, but it's cool. That segment is growing <clears throat> for sure. I think, they said one of the main reasons why is because spoken word content has moved to mobile. Like you were bringing oh, up the AM before. Yep, yep, yep. We're shifting away from that entirely. Everyone that is probably listening to content like this is um, on mobile. Has a has a mobile device. So you know, and 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 I just my kids are all grown now. Grown now, mm-hmm. but 
I remember even when they were in the car, and I can't remember when they had their first mobile, probably, oh, we tried to hold off as long as we can, but I think 11, 12, something like that. Yeah, that it, seems good. And um, they were always just plugged in, listening to whatever. So it's like they didn't they didn't want, and of course, at that time, I was podcasting pretty heavily. They didn't want to listen to podcasts. They didn't want to listen to the radio, for sure. Mm-hmm. So it, it only makes sense. And as this, you know, as the entire segment of the population continued to, to age, the I think the days of radio is in big, big trouble over long yeah. over the long term. I, you know, I, I, 10 years ago, I said they had 10 years, but probably they got a good, good another 10. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. I'm just guesstimating here. I don't know. Um, we'll see. But it says that um, 58% of that time spent listening is news audio content. Wow. Wow. Well, the people that also did this research, like it was Edison, but also NPR. Mm-hmm. So of the of the findings, they said 58 percent of that was listening to NPR and public radio. Oh, that's that's curious. I haven't listened to an NPR station in 20 years. So uh, very curious. Well, yeah. uh, I guess we'll see. But Apple, on the other hand, is publishing insights about growing subscription podcasts. And of course, we're hot and heavy in the middle of integration so that Blueberry customers can publish directly from Blueberry into a subscription. And it seems to be growing. For a while. Yeah, it seems to be growing. Specifically, they are calling out free trials are converting listeners to subscribers. Oh. That's always nice to see because that's not exactly how everything always happens. Yeah. And so is that's the trend they're seeing is offering a free trial. Well, I guess that's a free podcast. And then, hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. You're two and a half times more likely to convert a free listener to a paying subscriber when you give them a free trial, apparently. So you give them three free episodes on a new show or a new series or because I don't know how I would, you know, I'm thinking about my show. It's just been like, gone forever so is this a new show launches or did they give any specifics so it says make sure like if you're going to offer a free trial to make sure that you are publishing a new subscriber content regularly so they have an opportunity to appreciate the value while you're doing while they're in the trial window yeah so i don't think it necessarily like i don't think it has to be a new show if you wanted to do a series like mm-hmm. your show is established and you've been doing it forever. And if you wanted to do a series on something very specific, uh, spin off. you could be like, I'm going to have a one. I'm going to have part one, part two, part three, part four. Give them parts one through three in this trial and right, then right. release the fourth one after. I, right. I got you. Yeah. You know, I it's we've had a number of Blueberry customers that have responded to the the newsletter where we were asked, are you interested in doing and being on the beta and being able to set up a podcast subscription for a single show. And uh, it could be an early release. It could be a, a bonus content, whatever you want to do. That offer's still out there. We've had a, a number of folks, but we're looking for a few more. So if you're interested in being on this early, you know, from at least from a Blueberry side, publishing directly into Apple for this subscription uh, system, uh, drop us an email. Uh, it can really come to probably the best place would be our marketing email, marketing at blueberry.com. I would think would be the best place for them to send that email. Amazon though. Uh, and I see you have a note in here. Wonder if it includes Wondery. It does. Uh, mm-hmm. Amazon is offering ad free music and podcasts with prime membership. So 
because Amazon owns Wondery, they're making all of the premium all the premium shows on Wondery available as ad free part of your premium membership. So you get a twofer there. Maybe, I mean, I might actually try them now. You know, and it, the, I guess the thing is, I, I have a Prime membership already. I would have probably never had paid for a Wondery show. But now that they have included that, well, then, like you said, I might be willing to to give it a listen. Yep. Same boat. I would never pay for a Wondery show unless it was very specific. And I, you know, it, I felt like it was a reasonable cost for the content that I wanted. But I never actually go out looking for it just because I know there's so much good free stuff out right. there. But right. if it's included, it's, you know, in my mind, it's free. So, you know, the, the thing that made me kind of uh, see here look at their strategy was that okay so they're they've already they're budgeting money to just like on amazon prime for their television they're out there spending money on video programming so probably now wondery is probably just in a, a budget line now on amazon say okay you know you got to produce x number of shows and if they're hits we'll continue them if they're not uh high risk from that standpoint but it makes sense to make it available. With Amazon having such a small, tiny, really less than 1% market share of all, because everyone's podcast can be on there. Mine, this one is on there. Um, with it having such slow adoption, it it's looking to me like they're trying to kickstart. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking too, of they're doing this one because, you know, it's nice to include more things in whatever package you're paying for. But to give these shows like a kickstart that they need probably or not even a kickstart if they're new, but just a whole new bump in listens. Right. Anyway, so if you have an Amazon Prime, which probably most people do, because I don't like to pay for shipping uh, and I ship a lot of stuff on Amazon, definitely check out uh, this, uh, you know, premium content. There is a report. There's been very little ad growth in quarter three. It fell during the summer is picked up this fall. So the economy being what it is, um, that's a little encouraging that the ad spend has picked up a little bit. That, as far as I know, follows uh, the economy in general. I remember the news outlets coming out and saying that in August, September, that time that like that sales were picking up again. Mm -hmm. And my first thought was, well, yeah, people took the summer off for their <laughs> kids and then they have to go back to school. Like they need right. to buy things. Yep. So, yeah, they're doing that. It's not I, I don't know if it's people suddenly having more capability, but it's I think it's on a need. Well, I think, too, as we spent so much time locked down and now this is really the first summer where people could just move mm -hmm. and do things. Mm -hmm. It makes sense now that, you know, people are back and it's getting cooler in some regions of the U.S. and other places because yep. we're going into the, the winter months here uh, where it's starting to be summer down under. But it's it is a. Um, it's interesting uh, to see what that happens. And of course, we'll see what happens in the beginning of next year. I guess the biggest surprise really is Sounder.fm, which I really was not familiar with, is shutting down its podcast hosting and they're going to they're going to switch their business model. So they got about 5,000 shows over there looking for new mm -hmm. homes. I've seen some chit chatter on Twitter and various different places. So if you are or know of someone that is a Sounder FM podcaster, um, let them know we're, we're going to, we haven't put it together yet, but have them email us and we'd be happy to give them an, a really sweet deal to move over 
and uh, a number of free months uh, to come over and be on Blueberry. We're not changing our business model and we're going to continue to be in the hosting business. So if you know someone that's on Sounder, send them our way. We'll be happy to take care of them in transitioning them off a platform that's basically kicking them off. Yeah. One thing I will give Sounder credit for is that they are announcing it like they announced it this week, you know, November 1st, something like that. And it uh, is not going to be shut down until January 31st. That's, you know, yeah, that's a good one, two, three months for people to move. Whereas we've seen instances before on December 22nd or 23rd, a company says, oh, we're canceling our hosting service. And in Christmas, they were dead and people were just, well, they That's had, crushing. Yeah, they had extinction events because people were on yeah. vacation and, you know, they just did not give people up time. So 90 days. Yeah, good on Sounder for doing that. Yep. And, and I guess good luck on they're going after brand safety. They're going to be doing brand safety stuff, which to me is OK. Uh, interesting move. Moving on to our best practice. We've got a topic. Choosing a podcast name. Pick a distinct and memorable podcast title. So... I think a lot of podcasters make a big mistake here when they do this. Mm -hmm. People ask us all the time, like they call in and they're asking about hosting or they're asking about, you know, how to set up work or something like that. And then once they get all their technical questions out of the way, that's when they start in on their um, on their podcast content questions. They just do it out of curiosity Mm -hmm. because they know that we work in podcasts. They're like, I want your opinion. You work in this. Tell us. And one of the first things that they ask sometimes is, what do you think of this title? And sometimes you have to tell them it's not it's not that great. You have to find the you have to find the words, but you have to break the news to them. You you have to have you have to have the ugly baby discussion. You know, yes. <laughs> no one thinks their baby's ugly. Everyone thinks their baby's beautiful. But sometimes, yes. if you're sitting outside, you're like, "Oh, that's an ugly baby." So you have to <laughs> you have to. <laughs> It's right. All, all our kids are beautiful. Right. And, and, yeah. and so, but sometimes you look at other kids like, wow, you know, maybe more beautiful than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think in in real, realistic terms, you got to think about is your show. First of all, <laughs> getting the show name to match what the content is and oh, making God. it easy. You know, um, this is simple podcast insider. Yeah. New media show. Yeah. Geek News I Central. I love the name of these shows. <laughs> you know, these these are simple names to remember and they're very they're very distinct in what they mm-hmm. uh you know young quick and dirty tips, yeah. you know, and all of these are very apt for what the actual content is. Right. That makes sense. So make sure and it isn't it needs to be short, three, four words if you can keep it in there. And That's again, a really good point, especially because everyone's looking at this on mobile. Yeah. You know, that screen only goes so far. And it's also something you got to think about what people are going to search for, you know, and in that, you know, there's a bigger discussion about that in episodes. But the picking the name, I think, is is critical. And then, of course, having well thought out and designed cover art that is easy to read, because many times mm-hmm. we don't read the title. We just look at the cover art. And you see yeah. a picture and you don't have to put your face on there. That's not important. A lot of people do I that. I kind of prefer you don't a lot of the time. <laughs> like, I, I don't care what you look like. I care what the show's going to be about. And a lot of the time, based on the creativity of the podcast artwork, mm-hmm. I feel like I get a good idea of the creativity of the show, too. And also the content that I'm about to consume. You know, and I know people are really worried about budget. 
And I know the people can go over to Fiverr and for, you know, mm-hmm. 25 bucks or whatever, get uh, album art design. But my caution to you is, and I, and I can't even design a stick figure. So that's how bad I am. So I need, I need help for someone that can do are mm-hmm. artistically, you know, more sensible than I am. So I can draw things and have an idea and then hand that over. I think if you use Fiverr, the risk you run up against is getting copyright violations because they view some art from something that they probably shouldn't. So you have to be real careful. There's a lot of great folks out there that for a couple hundred bucks will really do a fantastic job Mm-hmm. and creating you original album art. But if nothing else, you know, try to do it yourself. Try to come up with it. And also be very cognizant mm-hmm. of any of the art that you use in there. You can't, you have to pass copyright. So there's, there is a few. Um, there's, there's a lot of good programs yeah. out there that you're able to do it yourself or at least get started mm-hmm. and then maybe have someone add in one critical design part, you know, and then you can take that image and put it on there. But Canva is a really good one that sure. we recommend. We use that for a lot of our social stuff. Um, but it's you to an extent, you get what you pay for. And if you're going to do a brand, if you're working on brand image from the beginning, don't pick some weird font. Try to pick a font that's pretty well known so that if you want more stuff commissioned later, that someone isn't going to say, oh, what is that font you used? If you're trying to carry over the brand. So, but uh, again, I think the note here says it never hurts to get a few pair of eyes to weigh on these choices. Lastly, consider SEO advantage and disadvantages with the desired title. Absolutely. We're hiring. Sadly, Cho, the, who was with us for a couple of years uh, as yeah. an intern and then full time, she's moved on to she's uh, getting ready to produce, pursue her master's degree. And at the same time, uh, she's uh, in a new job where she's doing some stuff that's applicable to her master's degree. Mm-hmm. And so that means we're hiring. We're hiring a social media strategist and uh, we love to hire from the family. So we would love to hire a podcaster. If you submit your application, please let us know via email that you're part of the podcasting family and that you're either a listener or a podcaster and you're interested in the position and your name so we can go drag your CV to the top and review it because I think it makes a better match in the long term. There's a level of understanding that you just automatically have if you're already a podcaster going into trying to figure out what type of content that people want on their social media platforms and how and what other people are already doing. Like if you're consuming something else, um, there's a lot of advantages there. But also, you know what you said about putting it like, let us know if you apply yeah. People that aren't putting their podcast experience on their resume Ooh. for a creative position like this, you are making a mistake. And I've reviewed about 50 applications so far. Only one person has any podcast experience so far in those. Yeah. I've got more to go through, but um, we're going to be going through this process for a couple of weeks. So you got a little time to get an application in. Mm-hmm. But we do have right now some constraints. If you're an exceptional candidate, we may consider, um, but we want someone in Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Colorado, and Arizona. That's where we have payroll set up already. Yeah. If it's an exceptional candidate, we'll consider setting up payroll in your state. 
but it's a pain. <laughs> it is fully remote, but we want to be in those states if possible. Or if you want to move to the states. Now, the position doesn't have a, a stipend for moving. So, but again, anything is negotiable, but definitely. But we do have some good other benefits. Oh, absolutely. It's a full, yeah. it's, it's full on. It's a full-time position with health, with uh, medical, dental, vision, 401k, health savings plan, mm. some tuition uh, reimbursement for advanced education. Mm -hmm. So and uh, PTO and PTO I would not be here if you guys did not <laughs> offer PTO. Yes, and P a paid PTO. Yes. So yeah, yes. yeah. I you know what <laughs> benefits in this day and age are are a non-negotiator. So we're happy to provide them. Yep, absolutely. So send us uh, send us your resume. Uh, we want to hear from you. And if you don't have one ready, say, hey, I've got one coming and here's my name. Just hold on. It's coming in a week or whatever. And, and you know, if you don't think that you're the right person for this, but you know or, you know, listen to this show, email us and, and connect us to someone who you think might be the right person. Yep, absolutely. And uh, change somebody's life. Bring them part of the team here. All right. We do have a blueberry pro tip. This comes from Toby. So I'll, if everything's queued up right, I'll play this right now. Hi, it's Toby Goodman here. A few weeks ago, I spoke about how disappointed I am when I see podcasters ask me what questions I'd like to answer on their podcast. These podcasts are set up in such a way that just leaves me feeling like I'm filling a content hole and yet so many people are doing it you could literally copy and paste the premeditated sound bites from one interview to another what a wasted opportunity for us as podcasters isn't it more powerful to create something remarkable so our guests feel like they've been involved in a meaningful and memorable conversation the greatest and most memorable interviews of our times have included thoughtful questions as podcasters, interviews are one of the most powerful ways we can create remarkable content for our audience. In the last few months, I've been focusing on asking better questions. While I understand there is value in journalists strategically creating questions so politicians, celebrities and the like fall on their own swords, that's not really the kind of questions I'm talking about. Simply because with my interview podcast episodes, my aim is to make the guest the star so that they simply feel compelled to share our conversation with the people in their world. Welcome to the world of highly targeted organic marketing. And all that's required is preparation. A few prep habits I've created along the way are as follows. Ask your guests ahead of time what they don't want to talk about. It immediately shows respect and puts them at ease. Ask for a bio. Look them up on the internet and study their LinkedIn profile. When you do, look at all the aspects, career, education and interests. Once you have that information, think about questions that fill in the gaps. I recently interviewed Nobel Peace Prize winner Lamine Abdul-Malik. Having studied his LinkedIn profile, I noticed that after helping to build a cancer hospital in Zambia, he took a break to set up a cafe in South Africa. While it's all there in the LinkedIn bio, it gave me a lot to ponder and led to a set of questions that I hope created a unique, fun and memorable interview for him. On the subject of the cafe, I asked, what led to the decision? How did you convince your wife and family to move country? 
why would anyone move away from working in cancer to baking cakes and making coffee? How did you adjust? What are your memories of that time? How did it affect your children? What led to you moving away again? Looking back on it today, what did you take from that experience? These are just a few questions I noted down about one line on a LinkedIn bio. So next time you interview someone on your podcast, think about what questions you can ask that will bring out a unique story and in turn will help you create a truly unique, shareable episode. If you'd like support with your podcast from positioning to production, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out at blueberrypro.com. You know, oftentimes, and recently I've been doing a lot of interviews, it's the person that's done the homework, mm-hmm. listened to some maybe some previous interviews, and picked up on like one or two things that we didn't get into that they come out and say, hey, by the way, I was recently in an interview where someone had heard about my interaction with Steve Jobs, and he asked about that during the show. In all the times I've been doing interviews, it's the only person that has ever asked that without me freely giving it as part of an example of, you know, you never know who's listening to yeah. your show. So I think it really is important that you do a little bit of homework. And I tell you, as soon as I get an email from a podcaster says, these are the questions we're going to go to, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, you're not one for the uh, you're not one for the bolted list of questions. And, you know, some people are, but I think there's a lot of opportunity for more organic but productive conversation if the interviewer does their homework. Anyone can have a good conversation if you're trying. There's, and there's, I feel like a lot of time people interviewing don't try. They're just like, they're, they're, they're providing me everything I need. And I'm, they're not. There's a certain on fire show that asks the same five questions. Same five questions every episode. And I'm like, oh, please, just just shoot me. It's This is boring. I'll get in deeper, dig in more stuff. And the guest already has listened to one or two episodes. They know the questions they're going to ask. Oh, yeah. So it's like, ugh. Just to me, that's boring, boring, boring. Robotic. Yeah. Thanks, Toby, for that. And blueberrypro.com. Question of the week. Question of the week is, is posting slash promoting my podcast daily too much? Hmm. So I I think this is a perhaps. I think it's how it's done. Um, I I don't know if I follow anything like podcast wise or really, you know, show movie wise that promotes every single day and says like, watch this episode or find it here or you know the something 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 what i think goes a longer way and is better for everyone involved is engagement you whenever you see like a tweet go viral or a video go viral or something like that it's because the company was involved with someone not involved with the company some you know quote unquote civilian it's like the user, the social media user has interacted with the social media company, you know, and it's it just ends up being a lot more entertaining and fun to be with. You know, promoting is at a lot of different levels. It could be maybe have a reel from an episode or maybe you want to talk about this three minute segment or something to that effect. I think that's okay, but I think the average podcaster doesn't have time. I think they have so much time to do their show. 
so much time to do promotion. As long as you ink out some time to do a little promotion for each episode, and that, let's say that's 30 minutes. And what does that 30 minutes consist of? Does, is it, it consist of making a short reel? Does it consist of writing some copy to basically say this this part of the episode was fantastic. You need to go and give someone a kicker to get over. I, yeah. I think as long as you eke out some time in your cycle to promote the episode, I think that's what all most can do. You know, if you have the Blueberry Pro team, they're going to be helping you produce a, a, a number of things to promote. But it, if like just on your own, you're going to be like, oh man, I got to put on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. No, just put it a couple places where your tribe's at and be done with it. It's a good idea. Like, like you said, to schedule all of this, you know, days, weeks, whatever it is that you want out from when you're publishing this original episode. And then if you schedule quite a bit ahead of time that does give you the opportunity to engage a little bit you know when you are just scrolling and on your own social media platforms that's when you're able to get involved but you don't have to be responsible for posting each reel right, or tweet right. or facebook post or reddit question whatever it is like every single time live because that yeah. that is what will take it out of you that's what the average podcaster does not have time for and i think too there is this um i consider promoting hanging out where, where my listeners hang out so if i see something that has been talked about that i've talked about in my show I say hey by the way i talked about that in the show show episode xxx and about this point in the show you want to go listen take a listen and that that to me is as much promotion as doing anything else but i guess it depends if you're hanging out with your audience and you, you have to know where you're audience hangs out and that's a whole nother topic for another show so yes it is <laughs> so if you've got a question you'd like us to answer a show drop an email to mike at blueberry.com audio text or video and we may use it you can also post a question on the blueberry podcasting facebook group best place for support with any blueberry product or service is our ticket system that is blueberry.com slash support sending in a ticket will give the whole team access to it as opposed to direct emails or phone calls and this week we've been coming to you from the new media production studio in quarter michigan mckenzie's undisclosed location in columbus ohio and of course produced by the blueberry pro production team at blueberrypro.com you can find our listener survey at surveys.blueberry.com slash podcast insider. And of course, that'll be in the show notes for you. So you can schedule one-on-one -on -one with me, hosting customers only, only Todd at blueberry.com. That's blueberry without the ease. You can schedule a tech checkup with Mike, hosting customers only, Mike at blueberry.com. And of course, the most important thing, you can send us your podcast sticker or just an empty self-addressed stamped envelope, and we will send you a Blueberry care package of stickers and cool swag that we've got wandered around and Mackenzie you package those up and send them out about once a week yeah and you know what this is not necessarily just a sticker we have many fun things that we want to share with oh. people and um, the holidays are usually a pretty good time for that oh so you've got t-shirts you've got books you have you've got a whole bunch of stuff we have some water bottles, oh. we have some notepads, we have pens, highlighters, we have, we have oh. a whole bunch of stuff. So they may actually have to send an envelope or just send send just send a, their address, right? And yeah. you, and you'll send them something in a yeah. Yes. Yes, it might be questionable of what you get, but I'll send you something. Okay. Dealer's choice. Oh, that's awesome. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. And uh, again, appreciate your ongoing listenership of Podcast Insider. If you're thinking about podcasting or you know someone that's thinking about podcasting, send them our way. And if they're if you're not an affiliate already, consider becoming an affiliate so 
actually can earn some money from those recommendations. Mackenzie actually takes care of our affiliates. So uh, get in there and make some money. But Yeah, we would love to see you guys make some money. Other than that, we'll wrap this up. Everyone, thanks for being here. Thanks for uh, listening. And we'll see you next time here on the Podcast Insider.